I'm recording now. Or I'm starting the record file. Why don't you hit me with some more of that, uh, your, your, your sexy, uh, uh, acronyms. My acronyms. <laughs> Give me some more of those acronyms. Come Our, on. No. Come on. No. Come on. I'm going to keep them secret. No. Share the acronyms. I'm going to keep them secret all to myself. Learn me something. I don't want to learn you anything. Please, please learn me something. You can't learn. You can't learn. Oh, why can't I learn? <laughs> it's, it's a pointless endeavor. <laughs> it's a pointless. You don't want me to learn anything? What is this? You're oppressing me now. <laughs> help, help. I'm being oppressed. <laughs> You're oppressing me. Lady. I'm going to keep my superior knowledge to myself. Okay, well. You always talk about keeping your secrets. You don't want to share your secrets. Because they're mine. Yeah, I've got secrets. <laughs> your acronyms? I do have my acronyms. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Uh, USDA. Yes. EPA. Oh, everybody knows what the Environmental Protection Agency. Well, give me something else. It's the end of the day. I don't have a lot. You have nothing else to test me with? See if I can figure it out? I write down acronyms all the time. I'm sure you do. I'm looking for something and I can't find it. Bear with me. <laughs> Such a customer service thing to say. Bear with me for a few moments. I'll be right with you. Thank you for your patience. You like this song? I do like this song. Do you remember this song? Nope. How do you know you like it? Well, because I like the way it sounds in my ears. You've heard this. You asked me if I remember it. No, if you like this. No, I told you I like it. I don't know if I've heard it. You've heard this. Probably. No, you asked me if I remembered it, and I told you I didn't remember. I'm calling you now. Each, each podcast, I'm going to, um, I have a song I played at the beginning that's kind of a theme or has something to do with the guest. So this says something about the guest or us. Who is this? I know this. Brandy. Okay. I probably heard it in your car. I don't dance. Is that corny? It is corny. <laughs> it is corny. Now, it's Brandy singing about her brother, I believe. So, okay, so away with that. I like the message, best friend. Amy's my best friend. Aw, how cute. <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> can, I, can I do what other people do? <laughs> Silly. So I should go ahead and do what I'm supposed to do. So welcome to the Grit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Sky Osborne, the one and only. Yes, me. Me, me, me. That's a... Matrix reference for all my Matrix fans out there. Because that's everyone. Everybody the loves the Matrix. Everyone all the time. Me, me, me. And if it's not the Matrix, then they definitely want to talk about the Dark Knight. Yep. 
So, welcome to the Grip Podcast, where we talk about the Matrix and the Dark Knight. That's it. All, <laughs> all every, the time. Every episode. Transformers works its way in there sometimes. Harry Potter. Uh, you nice. know, Star Trek. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, Grip Podcast. Uh, you can listen on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the Grip Podcast. On Facebook, the Grip Podcast. Um... Twitter, just me, Matthew Sky Oz, O Z, Z as in zebra. That's how you say it. <laughs> According to Trevor Noah, that's how they Who say is it. Who is South From, African? Yeah. It's not zebra. When the last time you went to somebody and said, hey, Debra? <laughs> no, you say Debra. <laughs> right? That's true. Um, yes, okay, and you can go to the website, behumane.live. Uh, BeHumane.Live. I'm not doing .com. I moved on past .com. I'm in a whole other galaxy. Because you're unique and different. I'm unique and different. So we're Matt, We're past .com. We're .live. This is how we live. This is how we're living. It's live. Living. L-I-V-E. No, yeah, you forgot the E. You said L-I-V. I said it real fast. I said E. It's my voice is so deep. It sounds like I put my letters together. Also, I can't hear. No. Just as a general rule. You are... A little deaf in one ear. That's true. I'm sorry. It's one of those things I have to deal with. I'm like, talk, talk in my good ear. <laughs> talk in my good ear. Usually hear that from old people. Yeah. And you're not old. No. Um, so, did I do all my plugs? Uh, get your Be Humane wristbands at also at BeHumane.Live. They're $5. Support me and help me and Amy go on vacation. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Help us do more be made things <laughs> and fun. This is all this costs money. This is not cheap. Just ask Amy, she'll tell you. Um I, won't. I, I burn through my money. I won't pretty tell fast. Anyone. What do you want to buy now, Matt? Well this is there's this there's this thing. There's this camera. There's this camera. There's this mixing board. There's this software I need. I don't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even ask what what you need, because I know that for present, it's too expensive. We're going to have to save up for it. That's another thing, too. You always give me shit about, I can't, you can't buy me presents because I buy them all for myself. That's true. You do. So, Chris, so it's just, Christmas all year long for me. I just buy you nonsense things. Like t-shirts and hats. Uh-huh. And Warner Brothers, no, DC Comics. Trinkets. Car- trinkets, cartoons. Magnets. Magnets. It's little things. It's like I'm shopping for a child. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so happy when you get them to. A couple it's years just, ago, you were just, like, this is the best birthday ever. I was like, I basically just It was like, what, $20? Yeah, $20 of children's toys <laughs> from a comic book store. Was, you were so happy. I was very happy about that. Yeah. So in that respect, you're easy to buy for. Yeah. Um, how much do we want to divulge about ourselves on here? Because I, cause I worry about this. And by the way, this is Amy's like first time. I don't do things. On doing the, anything. I don't do things. on Social media wise. I have Facebook. I don't get on it. I don't post. I don't update things. I'm very. No. So like, that's why, Dar- that's why Darcel was like, <laughs> I'm on a friend request. Amy, I'm like, dude, she's not even going to know you did it. 
I probably and then was, you and then you approved it like immediately. I was like, "What the fuck?" Did I do it like soon after? Like he, the same day, I think. Oh well, that was just a coincidence that I happened to yeah, look so at it. You just got lucky, Darso. Because it it could have been sitting there for months. <laughs> with as often as well, I, I told Facebook. him, I was like, "Look, man, she ain't gonna see your friend request." He was trying. To, he was trying to go around me to ask you something about something we were supposed to do, and he's like, "Oh, that's Amy." I'm like, All "I think right. it was a movie or something." I was like, "Go ahead, man." She ain't going to see it. And lo and behold, there you were. Yeah. Talking to Darcel. Well, not talking to him. Anyway. Um, okay, so yeah. What was I saying? Oh, I was concerned about how much we divulge on here about ourselves. Because it's just me and you in here, right? But this is going to go out to the world. And everybody in the world is going to hear it. All of all of humanity entire, is going to hear it, right? So because everyone's listening, we're clearly very comfortable with each other. So we're just going to talk, okay? And so I'm like, are we going to get like too comfortable and just start saying shit? They're like, oh wow, maybe we shouldn't have said that about our life. Probably not. You don't think so? No, because I I'm, get very comfortable and I just start going. I'm overly cautious. So you're gonna you'll help and keep me. A little paranoid in line about my presence on the internet. Not that I have a presence, just the professional ramifications of putting anything on the internet. Very aware of that. Yeah, you have a career where that could be a issue for you. So has been an issue. Has been an well, issue. Well, not for not me. for you, but for other. Yeah, for other people. They told us stories people. in law school all the time about things that people would post on the internet and. Then your employers or potential employers would research you and find out and not hire you. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think anything, excuse me, in our subject matter is inappropriate other than it might not be the views of said individual at that place of employment. Like, you're not up here like, yeah, man, you know. I'm not going to say Wild, crazy ideas about society i don't think i have wild and no i think all of your all of our ideas are humane ideas they're you know they're moral they're just it's more about like being civil yeah to other people being humane so like i say i just don't think anything crazy is going to come out of this like i i I would have a hard time believing are you like trying to assure yourself i'm okay i'm just talking to you i'm just saying This is, this is the podcast. We, we, we talk. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would find it kind of humorous if an employer were like, well, you said, you know, you know, don't ship Mexicans across the border. You know, like, uh, why would you do something humane? Like keep them here and feed them and keep their families together. I feel like that'd be the odd stance to take, you know, for an employer. I'm just talking, man. That's what you do on the podcast. I, I don't do podcasts. I know, but your husband talks a lot about things, and I just talk and talk, and I can just keep talking and you talking. Can. <laughs> and I won't stop talking. You can like <laughs> take over a room, not in an obnoxious way, just you are very good at like working a room or, you know. I've been known to. You do you. You know, control, the, not not control. I've been known to. I like to be an expert at blending into the background. <laughs> if I can sneak up against the wall and pretend like you it don't just blend see, in. <laughs> you can't see me right now. That's, 
then I can just kind of creepily watch other people interact. <laughs> I've been known to commandeer a room or two. Yeah. You know. I've witnessed it. And that's not, you know, out of um You did that at our wedding. Yeah. I like hung out with my 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 Yeah, you you like, put me to work. My four people. No, you just I, I know what you like you know, you you go you go. Do Actually, that. I would have hung out with you more at our wedding. I didn't even you see were, you on our wedding day. I know you were being so social. You were just everywhere. Every time I looked to try to find you, you were with a different group of people. Well, yeah, you know, you got to talk to everybody and like, hey, you know, thanks for coming. I'm just saying, you know, the point I think that I'm trying to make is you just naturally work a room, <clears> whereas I just naturally hang back. So what opposites attract? Is that true? I don't know. I is that really true? You're, I don't really think you're my opposite in some ways, but I think we're. I mean, we're you know we're different. I would in say a lot of respects, but I would say kind of our core beliefs line up. Are, line up. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't be with you, right? If you didn't share my values, right? But I would say we're more complementary than opposite. Like where I'm weak, you tend to be stronger, and where you have weaknesses. I kind of fill in, and right. so we complement each other. But some people may characterize that as opposites. Opposites? Mm, I don't know. I think opposites. I think like, I don't know, man. Like oil and water. Like, you don't mix well. Like, just, you know, like, oh, my God, like, what are those two? I mean, and we've gotten that, too. Like, what are those two people doing together? Oh, people are always confused. Like, what? Particularly with me. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not that aggressive. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think that internally. Not, oh, you don't just go I don't walk, I don't walk up to him and like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I need my soundboard. Like, oh, do you have little treasures that you're going to share with people now? Yeah. Um, I, I, it's funny because I get into the podcast and I, you know, yeah. I forget to do things because, you know, I get caught up in the conversation. You have a little toy. Hey! Fuck you. Characters <laughs> think? Okay, so anyway, enough of that. I think I think we made our point, whatever that point was. I don't think I don't think there was one. So, um, I want to kind of give people a peek into our world, you know, as far as some of the conversations we have, and we have them, and it's funny because, like you said, we have a lot of the same core beliefs. But we still have these like really in-depth conversations about stuff, which is kind of funny to me because I'm like, you you would think that maybe if we believe the same way and share a lot of the same values, there wouldn't be a whole lot of back and forth. But there's a lot of back and forth. And do you think that's like, are we just sitting there like, are we digging deeper into topics and trying to like, like, what is that? Well, I think it's more we approach any given situation with entirely different perspectives. Okay. Based mostly on our life experiences. Okay. That's right. Um, so while like our fundamental values, I say fundamental, like, you know, family, God or religion, if you're religious, which Mm -hmm. I'm not, but you know, those kinds of things we agree on. And we have from the outset, but any particular situation, the reason I think we have such in-depth conversations is because we don't often think about it the same way. Yeah. I'm just going to turn it 
turn my camera back on <laughs> because it does that sometimes. It just turns By off. sometimes, I mean all the time where it stops recording. So, um, so yeah, to say that, so I wanted to give people kind of a peek into some of our conversations and kind of the conversation we've been having here lately is what's been happening in the news with, um, I don't even know his name. Judge Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. And so, um, okay, so I guess we want to talk about the Supreme Court, or is it the Supreme Court, or, or judges in general? Just, I think maybe that's kind of the, what we were what we were talking about, talking about, or just the Supreme Court. I think it's judges in general, but the Supreme Court, you know, I think a lot of people put a lot of weight on the Supreme Court, and they get a lot of the press, and they get a lot of attention, but there's judges. Like, how? there's like, what? Thousands. Well, the, the Supreme Court here is like a very, 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 very small percentage of all cases. Most cases, I mean, you file them in court, but they don't, they settle. So most cases don't even go to trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's, it, it's basically like, if you think about, I guess the good analogy would be like, think about all the people that play high school sports mm-hmm. and then all the people that make it to a division one college to play on a scholarship and then of those people who make it pro Mm -hmm. like you start off playing high school basketball then are you of those high school basketball players across the country who's making it to a division one college to play college ball and then of those college players who's making it to the nba and then at the nba who's having a successful career you know that you remember decades later all stars yeah the group just keeps shrinking and shrinking. And yeah, shrinking. so the they make you know monumental generate monumental decisions that'll impact generations, but yeah. they don't hear a lot of cases. So I know I don't know what level of judges hear the most. Is that like district court judges? District court judges. Well, state court judges. Um, and then you have federal district court judges, which those are the ones that are confirmed by the Senate. And then you have appellate court judges, the federal courts of appeals. Um, those are also confirmed by the Senate. So the federal courts are what the Senate's involved in. Um, in Texas, the state court judges, and I believe the ju- all the judges are elected. Okay. So why, and, and we'll just assume people don't know a whole lot about it. I, I think maybe a whole lot don't. How does a judge become a judge? How do they get in that position? People vote? We at the state level, people vote. Okay. So you have to run. Like in the midterm elections, we have a lot of judges running for re-election. Um, I voted for judges in the primary. But a lot, but you don't hear about this. You know what I mean? This is, and it's funny because like, I don't know, you'll hear about a lot of protests about police shootings and things and, you know, that happen in society that are, that are horrible. And, you know, you hear people talk about voting in the presidential election and things like that. But I'm like, no, man, like these smaller, you know, elections are just as, if not more important than the presidential election, because what's happening on the local level is going to affect us more than on a, I don't know, government level, I would think, right? Like a, like a, you know, I don't know what national, whatever the word is you want to use. But you don't hear about people voting in these. And and you even had to get me on that. Um. <laughs> I get on my soapbox and <laughs> scold 
yeah. Slash, it's not an aggressive scolding, but it's a shit scolding. you need to do. Yeah, to because my family members, so that they go and vote. So we need to be voting for local judges because yeah. we could see them in court. You could one day. Local judges, <laughs> local elected officials like city council, mayors, sheriffs, constables. I don't think constables. I may have just I just made that up. Don't listen to that. I see. The, I see. I see those cars. All oh, you want to give your disclaimer now? Yeah. Go ahead. Give your disclaimer. My, discla- <laughs> my disclaimer is: I am not an expert. I am not a constitutional law expert. I don't practice constitutional law. Um, so I just. But you know a little something, something. I know a little about stuff. I read a mm. lot. Uh, I just try to stay informed, um, and I care about very mundane things. That a lot of people don't get excited about. I get really jazzed about. Can we let them know what line of work you're in? Oh, I'm an attorney. Okay. Which is why I'm not on the internet very often. Yeah. Oops. Issues. So, yeah, you don't hear about, you know, local elections that much. You see, like, the signs all the time everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the only people that vote in those things are old people. And me. And you and, that, and me now. <laughs> You're at the. You know what? It's funny because when the primary we, is the is this day we need to vote. It's funny because you say that and like we're we're laughing and joking, but I, like every time we go vote in these local elections, it's us and old people. And by old, I mean I don't know, like fifties and up. Yeah. I don't ever see twenty year olds, you know, in in line ever. I get excited when I see younger people in line. Yeah, and hopefully now, like, you know, I feel like voting needs, like, a rebrand. And I feel like Donald Trump and what the Republicans have been doing have actually kind of been rebranding politics for people on all levels. And people seem to now be more aware of, you know, local issues, local judges, um something do police captains or somebody gets voted in as well um like a chief of police or something i think it's a sheriff is it a sheriff i think it's like the county sheriff i could be wrong don't quote me on that and i don't even know if that's the same is it is that I'd the case like i don't know we gotta we should have did more research on that um but point being there's a lot of voting that people i don't even know where you would go to get information on all the things that are happening locally near you that should be and are very important to you Google it, Google it. Yeah. Like the, um, before the democratic party or primary, I, um, like Googled democratic primary and Mm -hmm. Dallas County or it was some, it might've been Dallas County had everyone that was on each ballot, Mm -hmm. Republican and Democratic. And so, you know, then I went and looked up every single person Mm -hmm. running for office. I remember remember this. I spent like three or four hours looking up people because not, not that I knew their issues in and out because some of them didn't have a whole lot of information online, but to the extent that I could figure out who they were and what positions they had taken, then I, you know, made a note of who I wanted to vote for mm-hmm. in that particular election because I feel like 
I need to know, I don't want to, I don't want to elect, I don't want to vote for someone if they are a shifty person. Like there was one, I think some, someone had been running for a judge and the research that I had done on that particular person, I don't remember who it was, but it was a, it was a Democrat Mm -hmm. and they were running for judge here in Dallas County, I believe. And, um, they had been censured or something. They had done something. They had taken some position and they had gotten in trouble, I believe with the state bar. Mm -hmm. And again, don't quote me on this. I just vaguely remember this from like four months ago, Okay, but they had done something. They had gotten in trouble and they were running for office again. Kind of like how Roy Moore got mm-hmm. kicked off the, was it Alabama, right? That's where the, he I ran. believe so. He got kicked off the Alabama Supreme Court. Then he ran again and like got reelected. It was that kind of situation. I don't think that this person got kicked off the court, but they got in trouble for something. Mm-hmm. And then they ran for office again. And I think they won the primary, but I can't remember. Yeah, But it's that kind of thing where if you're not informed about who you're voting for, then you could be voting for, you know, just, which I've done in the past. I've just picked a name. I think a lot of people have. Yeah. You just pick a name. And then what if that person, that person's a Democrat, that yeah. person's a Republican, that person's an independent. I I usually vote democratic. So I'll vote for this person. Yeah. Would, and they could be like a careless judge or. I'm just saying judge. A registered sex offender. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not a registered sex offender. But they could be someone who has some ethical issues and has been found publicly to have ethical issues. And you don't want... I think there's enough corruption in our government. Jesus Christ, is there... And at this time (laughs) that we don't need to be adding more to the the mix. So I think it's important to research the people running for office. And then you might find someone who, you know, maybe isn't like a, a really big name, but you look at them and you look at their position, their stances on particular issues. And you're like, well, they're not the well-known candidate, but I certainly agree with everything they stand for. Right. And so you can be an informed voter. And I think that makes your vote more impactful. Yeah. Um, so that's that's interesting to me because I feel like the government and these people and, and maybe it's a combination. I'm sure it's a combination of a lot of things, but these things don't get the kind of attention and traction that these bigger elections do because they're not exciting. They're not exciting. The people usually aren't charismatic. They're like just like nose to the grindstone people. You know, they dress like your parents. Not your, I'm just saying people's parents. <laughs> My dad dresses in all brown from head you know, to toe. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, you know, this person is very responsible. And they always go to work on time and do, <laughs> and do a good job. That's not sexy. This mayor of this small town. Yeah. Super great guy. And me and you had talked about this briefly. And I, don't, I really don't mind bringing this up. We had talked about briefly about creating or talking about creating some kind of resource, you know, website um, with information like this on it, you know, where people could just go here and look at the people in your local community and this is what's happening and this is who they are and this is their record. That would be a massive undertaking. Um, like I, like you wouldn't believe. 
Um, it might already even be out there. We just don't know about it. Yeah, if it is, you know, I, I, maybe like they, someone's gone and compiled information about all the, the information nice. there. You just have to find it, you know. But it's so scattered, and you don't know where it is, and you don't know like the, and the way the internet is now. How do you even know if you're looking at the truth? Fake news, you know. Um, well, if you're me, <clears throat> you fact checked. <laughs> your resources. Yeah, but you're a very meticulous you're, person. You're very meticulous, and I would say you're more qualified than the average person. And I research to me. research things. Like, okay, like <laughs> shit, man. Like you researching something is the equivalent of like, and now this is just me talking here. It'd be like, hey, man, you want to go play basketball with Michael Jordan? No, <laughs> I'm not that good for research, but, but I do. That's the point that I'm making. You know, I, I do research, but the average person can't research like you. You know, that's like an actual skill, you know? Well, you... So, what do we do? (laughs) We all don't have uh, Amy in our our back pocket. (laughs) I I think you need to look at the the structure of the website that you're looking at. You know, does it look... How do you even verify if it's real? Like, I swear to God, like, I could go online right now and make something that looks very official and give it some weird acronym. MDBCO, political news information. <laughs> and you know there would be people that are like, yep, I got my information from the NCBO political site. Yep, legit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to Google the name of the company. You think people are that, you know? I do it. Again. <laughs> I'm, okay. That's you. <laughs> think about the rest of us. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying if you, it depends on your, your level of investment in the information that you're consuming. People have families, jobs, kids, you know, I would say, don't get your news on Facebook. Okay. There's a start. If you want, I don't know if I've found, and I realized that it may make me sound like an old person. I get a lot of my news from NBR because they're. Not it's a pretty legitimate source. It's it's legitimate. They don't put a lot of political spin on anything. There aren't like opinion pieces. They're just giving you facts of things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I get most of my information. And then if you want to, you know, if you see an article or whatever, you know, look it up on a national news source. Has the Washington Post. Um, cause I think you had seen something on Facebook about some, uh, unarmed black man getting shot or beaten up or something like that by a police officer. So since it was on Facebook, I was like, well, I know that a lot of stuff on Facebook is not real. Mm-hmm. It's fake. So has the Washington post reported on this unarmed black person getting shot has NPR has a local news station from, you know, like. So like the Dallas, you know, if it happened in Dallas, has the Dallas Morning News reported on it? Have okay. any of the local TV stations reported on it? So you can, it doesn't take a lot to verify So it. you're saying, so you get your initial story and you're saying, go see if you can find that story somewhere else. Yeah. And if you can, and not at a, not at like a, uh, a, yeah. a dot org or, some or a LIV. <laughs> yeah, not, not at some random news, <laughs> seemingly uh, yeah. 
legit now, news organization. It's, it's funny you say that because I arrived at that sort of thing on my own. I'm just, you know, I would learning how things are today. So I, I would, you know, get something I'd see, like you were just saying, you know, on Facebook or somewhere. Like, no, let me go see if this is anywhere else, you know. If you can't find it, then it's, you know. Yeah, the only place you find it is on someone's blog. It probably yeah. isn't real. Yeah. If it's an actual news story, at least a local news station has picked it up. Yeah. How did we get here? What are we talking about? Um, why is it important? Judges. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent segue, by the way. <laughs> Just what were we talking about? Judges. No, we're, we're talking about, um, you know, why these local elections are important and why we should care. Um, I don't think we've we've really gone into yet. I think we just kind of broadly just talked about how these local issues or local um, people in these offices can affect our lives. You know, um, sheriffs, if that's something you vote on, uh, city council, you know, things in your neighborhood, in your county, in your state, your state. You know, that could be, you know, I don't know, man, school shooting issues. That could be water that could be taxes it could be a lot of stuff right all of it which is like but people get all hot and bothered about you know and i and rightfully so you know donald trump and president you know what's going on in dc and stuff and i'm like i'm like this stuff has just got to be much more um local and affect our lives so um I think the next point was historically you were saying earlier people our age don't have an interest in political issues and I think we kind of already talked about this how um, I think that's changing um, I hope it is it appears to be there seems to be a lot of I haven't been following um, these these special elections that closely but it seems like a lot of women uh, gay people, even um, transgender people, are getting elected in offices. And let me, and if you know me, you know this. I mean, I think that's awesome. I think the more variety and diversity, the better, because the world is not made up of white men. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say that. There's a lot. There's a lot more going on than white men. And I think kind of what. I've experienced is like when you say something like that, people seem to be upset. Like, oh, why are you hating on white men? Why are you, you know the man? I'm like, no, it's the world is more diverse. It's just simply that, you know, um, people are more comfortable and familiar with people who look like them. That's kind of why I think you see people congregate with people who look like them. It's just comfortable. It's just familiar. It feels safe. So, you know, when you look at our government and, uh, you know, it's, it's full of white people, that's, it's kind of scary. You're like, what do you know about my life? Are you even, do you even know, you know, why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> you remember in the movie, everything combined. Everything combined. That's, uh, that's so to circle back where we started, you said, you know, we, how is it that we have fundamental values that are the same, but we always have very interesting yeah. conversations about just about everything. Um, that's why, cause we have different life experiences, right? If yeah. you have a bunch of people that are living 
a similar life as you, you're not going to have a diverse array of experiences. And so even if you're not openly prejudicial, there are going to be things that you just don't think about. They just don't occur to you. As a white man, there are going to be things that just never pop into your head because you've never, ever had to deal with them. Right, it never entered your orbit. Unless someone else told you, like, hey, and then you had to believe that person, you know, instead of just explaining to them about their life experiences. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, well, I know that you've said that that's what happened to you, but, like, I... I honestly don't think that that's what happened. Let me tell you what happened to you. <laughs> and the funny thing is you get that a lot from um, not exclusively white men, but you'll get that kind of thing. And it's like, how would you even know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how they came up with the term mansplaining. <laughs> Let me mansplain to you about your life. And you've done this for me with women. Well, you've done it for me with race issues. <laughs> you know, there you go. You know? Um, because there were things, there've been so many things that you've brought up to me that I had never, had never occurred to me. And I'm prior to meeting you, I'm a relatively, uh, I'm not going to say like, I wasn't, I think woke is probably not accurate prior to meeting you, mm -hmm. but I was not completely unaware I like had a level of awareness. I had like a, a small level of awareness, but like compared to now, what I know now is I was, I knew nothing at that time. But even at that time I knew more than a lot of, or at least was kind of aware, had an inkling of a lot of other things. Yeah. But if you hadn't talked to me about those things, I just, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. And I think we both did that thing to, we did the similar, a similar thing to each other where that was happening with the race issues between me and you. And then with women's issues, I, I was doing the same thing where I was like, no, nah, it's probably not happening. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> Like you're just kind of exaggerating, so, aren't you? There's so but, much more going on. But why do we do that? I mean, it's it's. I know why we do it because it's you know your your reality is your truth. You yeah. know, so like whatever you live, you think that's yeah, that's that's yeah, the truth. That's that's real. That's what's happening. I'm like, no, it's you know, it's real for you. That's true because my reality, <laughs> <laughs> my reality, like. Eight years ago? How long have we been together? 2010? I, I couldn't tell you. So, like... <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know how long we've been married. It's right there on the wall. There you go. <laughs> June 2nd, there you go. 2013. 13, there you go. So, we've been married five years. Okay. But, so anyway, prior, like, way before you. Mm-hmm. So, like, back when we still lived in Ohio. I just lost my train of thought. Um, we were saying popped right out of my head. We're late. It's late. Um, we were talking about, um, and it's Friday. How like your reality is your truth. Oh, Um, right. So my world is different now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But see, it's, it's, it got shattered a little bit. Yeah, man. It like blew it up. (laughs) It did. It's like, I see the cartoon where the guys are sticking down or yeah, like between you and law school, I just... Shit got real. It did. Quickly. <laughs> it 
it got real very quickly. So my my worldview is totally different than it used to That's be. That's good. But it is good. I feel like I don't have blinders you're, on You're outside of the matrix. I am. I took which pill is it? You took the red pill? You should know. I don't. I haven't seen it in a while. I think you took I the can, red pill. I can count the number of times that you I've know, seen the matrix. I was going to work a matrix reference in here. On one hand. You took the red pill. I think I've seen it twice. You're unplugged. But before you were in the matrix. Yes. Or sheltered. Yeah. I think would be a more accurate description. Um, Good on my parents, though. I had a very sheltered childhood. I was totally a kid. And you know what the thing about that is? My mom says this, not to get off topic, but mom says, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, children shouldn't have to deal with grownups with all that shit. Children should just be allowed to be children, but the way the world is. Yeah, that's going to be tricky. It's unfortunate. You're going to like, we're going to have to let Hayden know. But like, how do you let them know, but like not let them fully know? Because know. if you let them fully know, I feel like you're going to have a cynical old man on your hands when he's 10. Like, like Hayden, <laughs> he's, he's like three. Like, come here, man. All right, listen. Let me tell you about life. Shit's real, man. Okay. Don't fuck up when you get out there. <laughs> the world is a terrible place. You see a white guy, you walk the other way. <laughs> No. Just assume he's going to kill you. No. <laughs> you no. I'm just kidding. No, you can't be saying those things. Um, Dial it back. So, I, it's funny. I, I was saying your people's reality is their truth. So, I, I feel like you should that statement should be your reality is your reality. You know, it shouldn't be truth because it's not. Um, so... Talking about um, these uh, local elections and um, the diversity that we're starting to see in politics is exciting for me. Yeah. It's really exciting. Like, it's just really exciting. Um, because it just makes me feel like... We're not leaving it up to other people to make our decisions. We're not for leaving us. it to white guys to tell us about our lives and make our decisions for. Like, no, man, we need to make our own decisions for ourselves. We need to let people with with similar views, um, who deal with similar things and, and have similar points of view. You know, like, like, okay, so just like, okay, I don't know, man. So this is a really silly example, but it's whatever. When Barack Obama got elected. I was like, yep, he knows. <laughs> he knows about my life. And he and not personally, but you know, and he 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 did and he does, you know, just simply being um a biracial kid and funny thing about biracial kids is they're always considered to be black, which I think is interesting in itself. You know, you never look at a biracial kid like, yep, white kid, you know. Um so him being biracial, um, being brown skin, he automatically experienced a different America. And I know that he's experienced my America. And so, yeah, I vote for that guy. Hopefully that he, this is all, you know, obviously already finished and done. But I'm like, yeah, he's, he knows about my life. And, the, and we got to see that over the years. He talked about things that you would never hear a white president talk about. Ever, you know, so that sort of thing is exciting for me, and I can't even imagine how exciting it is for women to see 
women in positions of power. You know what I mean? Like, not to get off topic here, but I, I really don't know what's up with Republicans trying to pass laws to govern a woman's body. I think that's wild. They just want to regulate my uterus. Are there, are there any laws regulating a man's body? Not the way that they <laughs> want to regulate mine. <laughs> but the thing is, it's weird because it's it's so like normal. Like it's like it's okay. Like it's just like, a part of society. Why do women make eighty cents on the dollar to a man's? Like, where's your like, husband? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I see that you have breasts, and that's going to be a twenty cent dock on your peg. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not that overt, but that's what it comes out to. Yeah, it, it's been my experience over life. It's the subtle things, you know. Like, um, if anybody's seen Handmaid's Tale, I think they made a really good... That's terrifying. I think they made... It's an amazing show, and it's terrifying. Yeah, I think they made a lot of good points in that show. They were saying things like, you know, change doesn't happen, like, with these big drastic moves. It's little subtle things here and there. And not to be an alarmist or anything, but I think you see some of those, like, subtle things in society now, Mm -hmm. which made that show so damn scary. You know, like, uh, the husband having to sign... For her medication, birth control, birth control, and 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 stuff like that. Um. So having people that look like you and us in position of power is hopeful, and I think it's something we need to push. And you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna get your crooked people in there. You're never gonna get rid of that. So you're always gonna get somebody in there doing something they shouldn't be doing. Uh, so I'm not saying you know, a diverse government fixes all the problems. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying it's a step in the right direction. You agree? Yes. It's like you're almost checking out there. I'm not checking out. Um, I have a lot of things to say. And also, here we go, um, <laughs> holding people, holding them accountable. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is related. Holding, the, holding people accountable. Holding them accountable. Um, another reason we need to be able, we need to vote um, for people and 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 hold them accountable in these offices. Did you see what happened with? Is it Jeff Flake? Mm-hmm. Did you see what happened with him today? I didn't watch it um, because, just a disclaimer, I don't generally watch the news. I read the news because watching the news, I haven't figured out how to uh, not become furious most of the time. So I read my news so that I don't ruin my day. Is it, it's easier to take it in that way. It is for me. Um, and I understand that that is a privilege that I have because some of the stuff that our federal government is doing has deeply and negatively impacted real people's lives. Yeah, um, I want to play just a little bit of this audio here. Um, it's not a, a privilege. I don't. It's just what, what you do. It's just how you everybody. It's how you consume how, the news. It's how I deal with it. You know, because it is a lot. It it can be overwhelming, and it causes a lot of people to be jaded and like step away from it. Well, and I have like I'm, I have the ability that it doesn't like impact my life, so I can. Would you say I I can turn it off? It's not fair. It's not right, but I can do it. Yeah. You've told me you're like, I can't turn it off. You speak. We've had this conversation about being black 
Yeah. You know, like, like I can't turn it off. I can. Turn I'm it always off. black. I can't ever not be black. Yeah. So I can't ever turn them off. Like you know what? I don't want to deal with that today. But I get upset and I'm like, I don't. I'm not gonna watch. Oh, that. so you're talking about it's a it's a white privilege. Yeah. It that is. I can that I can read the news and not have it affect me personally. Yeah. It just upsets me. At, from a, like a moral standpoint, I'm like, this is wrong. What you're doing to people and how you're breaking apart families, but it hasn't impacted me personally. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't want you to think I'm saying. You know, like you got to deal with this all the time. It's every waking hour of the day. I no, want you to be. It's something that I think people. I think you need to be upset about it. I think you need to be thinking about it because yeah. if you can tune it out and it doesn't weigh on your conscious conscience. Are you going to do anything about it? I mean, really, you know, people are kind of inherently lazy. I'm inherently lazy. I just happen to be weird about researching things, but mm-hmm. you know, we all have lives and jobs and you get busy and you know, if you can tune it out, maybe that's more comfortable for you, but I don't think we should be comfortable. I don't think now is a moment to be comfortable. I think we need to be uncomfortable because yeah, it's too important to be complacent. Yeah. Um, there are too many things that are, I mean, I feel like it's, it's not just like one, I can go on a tirade about this, <laughs> but I feel like it's not just one thing that yeah. is a problem. There are like a host of issues from rolling back environmental rela- regulations that can impact people's lives and kill people mm-hmm. to, you know, the way that. The judicial branch has gotten super partisan um, and we're putting in or people are putting in judges for lifetime appointments on a super partisan basis. Obviously, I'm not a Republican, but I think that there is a danger when one party doesn't have to work with the other party, that you can just do whatever you want and the other party doesn't have a way to check you. So when they, Harry Reid did it, he's a Democrat. He did it with the uh, district court and appellate court judges, I believe during Obama's presidency. Mm-hmm. And then Mitch McConnell was like, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to take it to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do it for the Supreme court. No, you should have bipartisan support for your judicial nominees, whether the a Republicans in the white house, a Democrats in the white house and independents in the white house. I don't care what party's in control. You need, you should have bipartisan support because I don't want being a self-identified, very liberal Democrat. I don't want it, people, I don't want our judicial branch to be extreme. I want them to be very middle of the road because they're going to see a lot of stuff. And I want them to be like very rational and in the way that they think about an issue because... Because judges, once they make law, they don't really like to overturn it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at the Supreme Court precedent, they don't like to overturn. I mean, everyone's talking about Roe v. Wade, but, you know, they're not going to really... If they can narrow it, I think they would narrow it before they narrow it further than it already has been narrowed. I think they would do that before they would overturn it. But, plus, if you overturn Roe v. Wade, what are you going to run on? Like... <laughs> You know, abortion's such a divisive issue. If you don't have that divisive issue to make people get ginned up but about your candidate, what are you going to run on? But isn't the thing is, thing is with that That's is... That's very cynical. Yeah, but they run on that. But the whole thing is, like, 
generally speaking, that's not going to change. What? Roe v. Wade. That's what I'm saying. But they run on it like it's going to. Right? Yeah, but I, that... Yeah, but that's not the point that I was making. Okay. The point that I was making is that, okay, so you have this very devi- divisive case, and it's happened, you know, like, it was uh, Plessy versus Ferguson, and then, uh, I believe, the separate but equal mm-hmm. situation. I, I believe that that's the case. And then, you know, Brown v. Board of Education. But if you look at the timing, it's a, it's a significant amount of time between one case and the other. So, like, Roe v. Wade was passed, or that decision came down, and I, someone would correct me if they were listening. Like, the late 60s, early 70s, I believe, maybe okay. 73. So, we're in 2018, and it's been narrowed, the scope of, of what constitutes that kind of, you know, protection or whatever for a woman's right to choose. But they haven't overturned it. So, the p- point that I'm making in a very roundabout way is... Judges make decisions that last for a really long time or tend to last for a really long time. You don't see courts. I mean, it happens occasionally. We've had some insurance cases where like a state Supreme Court made one decision and then like a year later they made the opposite decision. And Mm -hmm. then a year after that they made the opposite. So they did a complete 360 and came back down to where they were. And so, but you don't see that very often. Usually once a court makes the decision, that's the way that the law is for a really long time. Yeah. Not like indefinitely, although sometimes, but you know, like a decade, a couple of decades, you know, a lifetime. So what were you saying to me a little while back, down so here. That's why I want them to be middle of the road. Because so, I want... Not everyone... We talked, we've talked about this. Not everyone gets what they want, right? You want to compromise. I want my government to compromise. Yeah, to have any, in, yeah, to have any kind of successful relationship, you have to compromise. No, yeah, no, no party, nobody can get everything they want. Yeah, and they won't compromise. It's it broken. Doesn't, doesn't work. I was going to ask you though, what were you saying to me? Not on this, po- not on the podcast here, but a while back, me and you were talking. You were saying, um, I don't know what the split is now to win in the, uh, a vote. It's like fifty-one, fifty-one to fifty, fifty. But you were saying before or prior, you should be like seventy-five. What were you saying? <laughs> I just pulled this number. I just made it up, but okay. I, I. I don't, it's not based on anything, although I've read a couple of articles where they suggested instead of life lifetime appointments, like for the Supreme Court, you could have staggered 18, 20-year terms. Mm-hmm. Because the whole thing with the Supreme Court is you don't want it to be, or in theory, you don't want it to be a political institution. You don't want your Supreme Court judges or your federal court judges, because those are also lifetime appointments. State mm-hmm. courts elected officials, so it's every election cycle. Right. But federal courts, once you get on there, you're on there for until you retire. So this article, their position was, if you want to try to tone down the partisan nature of electing or uh, appointing judges, but you still want to allow them to have independence from whoever's in office, because you don't want your judges to be beholden to the people that put them there, mm-hmm. then, you know, do staggered like 18, 20 year terms. Okay. So I like the idea of a staggered term. Um, I mean, I like I like the idea of not having a lifetime appointment because you could have people in there that don't adapt with a changing society. So like young people's views are much different than our parents' views about yeah. 
a lot of things. So I feel like you want a judiciary that reflects, I mean, is true to the constitution, but also reflects the society in which they're making rules. Right. Um, but but speak to your idea where you were saying it should be like 75. Oh, the, the confirmation like, process? Yeah. So instead of even like the 60, I thought what did they have like the 60 vote filibuster? I was like, let's get like a very clear majority. Which would require approval. Republicans yeah, and so Democrats like, bipartisan I wish vote. In my dream utopia, and I don't know if this is controversial. Hopefully it's not. I don't know. But in my in my dream world, if the Democrats took control of both houses of Congress, they would institute, and I don't even know how you would do this. You know, it's a practical matter. I don't understand because apparently Harry Reid, as the Senate Majority Leader, just made up rules or mm-hmm. got rid of rules, and Mitch McConnell just makes up rules all the time. So I don't know how you would institute some sort of permanent change outside of like a constitutional amendment or passing a law, which they have a hard time repealing. If you pass, you know, like how they keep trying to repeal the Affordable Care Act and they haven't been successful because once you pass an act, it's difficult to repeal. So if they could institute some sort of institutional change where judges have to be confirmed by like 75% of the Senate. That way, if you have a Republican majority or if you have a Democratic majority, you still have to find someone that the other side is okay with. Yeah, you gotta have the you have to compromise. You have to compromise. compromise, Because you're not gonna get everything you want, but maybe you'll get someone with some qualities that you like. The other side gets some qualities that they like, and you have a relatively balanced judiciary. Yeah, but this bullshit that the Republicans are pulling right now is just, it's, it's wild. Well, they, they took a page out of Harry Reid's book, and they... I mean, it's wild. Like They're just like, so we they, want everything. They, they went next, I'm like, you understand next level with that's it. not going to fly like you'll not do, long term not long term like you'll do all this you know nonsense but what what's that talk what's that thing we say where we're like you know the 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 rules or whatever of society have to reflect society's views in order to actually work something to that effect. Like I feel like you're quoting the way that you were quoting the other day, but <laughs> you butchered it and I'm not following. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a quote or just something that we said in conversation where, um, I maybe heard it on the West wing. There's probably something like Toby says. So the West where wing. are the Arnie Vinnick Republicans speaking of the West wing? I, I want them. But <laughs> but the laws have to reflect the beliefs of society. I think it's something that Toby was saying. Okay. If they don't reflect the beliefs of society, there's really nothing to support them, and they'll eventually inevitably fail. So all the stuff that the Republicans are doing, I think, makes them happy now. But the shit's going to backfire, and I, I think they're going to have long-term problems um, dealing with you know, the fallout of all the shit they're up to now. Um, I wanted to play the sound before we get too long here. This is Jeff Flake today. Um, he was trying to get on the elevator. I know, and two women who had um, survived sexual... So let's listen to Jeff Flake. Yeah. Yes, I understand that you said just last night you felt that the, wait, that the, that the witness was in fact credible. 
Monday I stood in front of your office with Adi Barkin. I told the story of my sexual assault. I told it because I recognized in Dr. Ford's story that she's telling the truth. What you are doing is allowing someone who actually violated a woman to sit in the Supreme Court. This is not tolerable. You have children in your family. Think about them. I have two children. I cannot imagine that for the next 50 years, they will have to have someone in the Supreme Court who has been accused of violating a young girl. What are you doing, sir? I was actually assaulted and nobody believed me. I didn't tell anyone, and you're telling all women that they don't matter, that they should just stay quiet because if they tell you what happened to them, you're going to ignore them. That's what happened to me, and that's what you're telling all women in America, that they don't matter. They should just keep it to themselves because if they have told the truth, you're just going to help that man to power anyway. That's what you're telling all of these women. That's what you're telling me right now. Look at me when I'm talking to you. You're telling me that my assault doesn't matter. That what happened to me doesn't matter. And that you're going to let people who do these things into power. That's what you're telling me when you vote for him. Don't look away from me. Look at me and tell me that it doesn't matter what happened to me. That you'll let people like that go into the highest court of the land and tell everyone what they can do to their bodies. So that that goes on. Do you think that that goes on for some time? And um, I mean, it is, this is like like ten minutes of this, and they he, he can't close the door to the elevator. They're just letting them have it. He looks so shamed. <laughs> he's just like he's he's holding his head down, and he's just like, and it makes me think that these guys are up in their offices disconnected you know from reality and it was nice to see that shit hit home for him now it doesn't have any real effect on him i don't know um but he did something today in the um uh, the senate I, I i think where he said we need to allow a week FBI investigation, a week-long investigation that's limited in scope. Yeah, he voted to approve uh, or to move Judge Kavanaugh out of the committee mm-hmm. um, and move him to a floor vote, but he conditioned his approval because it was obviously on party lines. Um, but he conditioned his approval on a, a week-long FBI investigation into the sexual assault allegations that are currently out there against Judge Kavanaugh. Yeah. So, um, I just wanted to play that real quick. Um, I thought it was, it was interesting and the people in the media were saying, um, that sort of thing has, hasn't been seen before. Not saying that it hasn't happened before, but, um, has it been caught on tape and broadcast for the world to see? No. You know, where you got a, a, a constituent, you know, just confronting, you know, her guy or her Senator. I, I think he's her Senator. I'm not sure. I might just made that up. Um, and having them kind of having to see the real effect of the shit that they that they you know are up to in that office and in their position. Um, so saying that to say, voting is important. It is important. <laughs> it's extremely important. It affects our lives, your children's lives, family, mother, father, daughter, grandpa, sister, brother, nieces. You know. 
And also, you should just call your congresspeople. You've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> and I, I want to kind of wrap it up kind of around this. But yeah, you've been doing that a lot lately. Well, when they were... when You called and actually got someone on the phone? I did. I was surprised. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> well, because... Who'd you call I, and why? It was Senator Cornyn's office. And I talked to a person. I had left voicemails, angry mm-hmm. voicemails. And sent angry emails. About what issue? Uh, when they were separating the children from their parents when they were crossing the border, which, and then, (laughs) then you found out that there were these quote unquote tender, I think they were called tender age facilities. Yeah, they give them a nice little name. No, they were, it was like five and under. They were Hayden's age. I know. Kids, Hayden's age, separated from their parents because they wanted to... They had publicly, the administration had publicly said that they wanted to deter people from crossing the border. And then they backtracked that and blamed the Democrats. And I was like, no, you're actually on camera, people in your administration saying that this is why you're doing it. And I was livid. Just as you should be. And sick. And I needed someone to yell at. And I didn't want to yell at you. And I didn't want to yell at home. And I didn't want to be upset. I needed an outlet, so I was like, you know what? Let me call my senators. So I called Senator Cruz's office and got a voicemail and left them a voicemail about how this is morally reprehensible. It still is, the what they're doing at the border. Um, and then I called Senator Cornyn's office, and I did that every day for about, about a week, mm-hmm. which is not a long time, but I've never called any elected official ever in my life before. And I've never seriously considered running for office. I would, I would, I would consider running for office. I don't think I'd make a good politician. I don't think I have charisma or I think I'm smart enough to do it, but I don't think I have a personality that would be effective. But when they were doing all these things, And I think this is why so many women have been running for public office and why so many different kinds of people have been running for public office because I think that some of the things that people, that our government is doing at at the, I think people really ginned up about the, what's going on at the national level, but I mean, I think it holds true for every elected office. I, I was like, they're not doing a good job. And I can't trust them to do a good job or to look out for my interests or the interests of my family or the people that I care about. And so I'm not going to leave it to somebody else to do that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to not vote. And I would seriously consider running for office because they're not doing a good job. And if no one else is going to step up, then you have to. By you, I mean me or any number of the, the people that have run and run successfully, you know, they're like the people in office, people in power are not doing a good job. They don't care about me. So no, who's going to look out for you, but you, you sound like me over there. Well, (laughs) (laughs) so that was my thought, even though I would not be a good candidate. I don't, I mean, don't, don't count yourself out. Well, I mean, I could probably pull myself together. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm not like the I don't I know what you're saying I don't carry a room I'm not walking in and people are just like oh, starstruck they'd be like she's a serious person <laughs> <laughs> seems to be 
capable. She's not excited. I'm like Kawhi Leonard. I'm a fun person. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm looking for right now. I'm not even going to do it. You can't find the laugh. <laughs> He's like, I'm a fun person. Yeah. That's me. I'm a fun person. <laughs> I'm exciting. I take risks. You're fun to me. I can be fun. I'm, I know. We know. <laughs> we know. <what> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but... That segues into the, I think, the kind of the closing point that we want to make is that for so long, I think people have looked to others to help. Where's our Martin Luther King? Where's our Malcolm X? Mm -hmm. Where's our Barack Obama? Where's our person? Yeah, we can't wait around for a savior. No. Um, But I am, am hopeful about the fact that it seems like a lot of people have come to that realization. It, yeah, it, it would appear that way. I mean, we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, like we have that, to take care of ourselves. That the handmaid's tale will not come to fruition. <laughs> yeah, like nobody's going to save us but us. And I love that. And uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, man. Um, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, uh, I, I, I want to say British um, guy, real goofy guy, man. Long hair, he always plays a crazy like British man, real skinny, Hold on. goofy oh, ass guy. I know who you're, Russell. Uh, Russell Brand? I think so. Okay. I think that's who you're talking about. He's His, got, always got like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, that, that guy is something special. If you've ever heard him talk just outside of any like role he's doing, uh-huh. he's he appears to be one of the most enlightened people I've ever heard, period. Um, I don't know who where he comes from or how he knows what he knows, um, but he talks a lot about... Um, Local governments, and mm-hmm. he's like, people get worked up over the presidential election. He's like, what's important is your local government. And shit. It's true. So, um, while I was saying that to say, I don't know. October 9th is the, if you're in Texas, that's the deadline to register to vote. So, if you're not registered, please register. Please register to vote. Please vote. <laughs> Handle your shit. <laughs> um, and also, slight plug, um, you know, get excited about jury duty. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other podcast. I feel like now, whenever I get summons for jury duty, I don't get excited. I do, but I feel like you know, I want to serve on a jury. I got to handle my shit. Um, but we can talk about that at a later date. So yeah, that's really it. Um, get involved. Uh, look up shit. If you can't <laughs> find shit, email me and Amy, and maybe if we have time, we'll look for shit and try to help you with your shit. <laughs> so um i'm not, not going to volunteer myself like that yeah i mean because like this episode like blows up and we get like a million hits i'm like ah shit no. <laughs> um so that's really it um i hope we made some sense and enlightened people with the uh, you know in a few areas and um uh, i don't know i just i just hope that we can all do better and be better um you want to go check on Hayden, and I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for... Someone's crying there. I can hear him. Um, thanks for checking out the podcast. Um, really uh, hope you guys are enjoying what's happening here each week. I try to have a different person on 
and uh, talk about a different topic and see if I can keep things interesting and diverse. Um, hopefully, I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, I'm, I'm open to your ideas and suggestions as far as the content and how it's being delivered to you. Um, other than that, thank you for your time. I'm going to go ahead and find one of my tracks to send us out on here. Um, excuse me. That's another thing I, that I do is um, I do a, a weekly music vlog where I put out a vlog each Sunday um, with, you know, kind of my music process. I'm, I've been producing music since I was like 18 years old. Um, where I put out a video making music and I put out the actual track every Tuesday. And so, let me um, put this on. This is actually a remix of a track I made for an album called The Box Divorce, uh, which was an artist done by artist Jade Freeman. Um, the actual song is called Kid. This is a remix of that song. It's just the music. I don't have the uh, vocals on here. Because that would be confusing with the vocals and me talking. So I just want to say thank you for checking out the Grit Podcast. I will see you next Sunday uh, with another special guest. Um, I hope to have my wife on here uh, more because I feel like she has a lot to offer. She's very intelligent and wise. And I love her. I feel like she has a lot to say. So thank you. And uh, I'll see you next Sunday. <laughs>